Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. And... Before we start today, it's LeBron vs. MJ week on TheRinger.com. And Bill Simmons wrote about LeBron James's future in the NBA. Be sure to check it out. Also, don't forget to tune into The Ringer's NBA show now on Fridays, where Kevin O'Connor and Jonathan Sharks examine prospects for this year's NBA draft. You won't want to miss it. And you won't want to miss the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. What's happening? Master Tate is here with us producing this. What's going on, Tate? First time I've heard that. It made me laugh. What Maybe chuckle a little bit. Made, made Parlay Kid laugh, which is good. <laughs> I think you're going to, you'll you'll hate it by March Madness. Absolutely. It'll probably go away. We took last week off. It's in Tate's contract. We need to regroup after uh, the craziness of the Super Bowl props. Thank you for that, Tate. Of course. Good. Luckily, I don't have a contract, so that's perfect. <laughs> we needed a breather. But we're back now, ready to talk NBA All-Star Weekend, Olympics, and much, much more with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds. The degenerate trifecta is here. The parlay kid, Darren, Brother Bry, and Harry. What's happening, guys? Ski, what's up? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, you know, here's what's going on. Harry is in studio. You guys are all over the place this week. Harry's in studio. He and Ken, let, let's uh, review for people who are new to this. He's, he's, uh, he and Ken, both of my friends, that went, we went to college together. Harry became Ken's butler. We uh, established a few weeks back that butler was not a derogatory term for what Harry does. It's actually a glamorous way of describing what Harry does. And uh, they are on a layover from Aspen, and their layovers, um, for, they're going from Aspen to Phoenix, their layovers typically last between four and six days, and this is uh, day two. What's happening, Harry? Of being in L.A., having a great time. Cold weather again. Aspen was cold. Uh, cold weather here in L.A., but we're here. Yes. Ken, you're here, too? Here, too. These damn airlines, they stuck us here for two days on the layover, so we're just going to make the best of it. It's you good made, to see you. They, they, good to see you, and they, what, they, they made it worth your while, right? They'd be giving you money for that? We, we got some vouchers. We gave up our seats. Good, good, good. Now, Brother Bry, he's with his family in Harry and Ken's hometown in Phoenix. Brother Bry, what's going on there? Uh, yeah, it's lonely here. Harry told me to come over on Sunday. It's now Tuesday night. He's still not home yet. I was supposed to go to the pool. Tell him you were, you were supposed to heat it for me, but uh, that's not happening, I guess. High of only 58 in Scottsdale. We don't need to be swimming. Harry, you don't want to go in that pool anyway. Harry jogged in place in that pool for uh, four months trying to lose weight. It's just Harry's sweat. Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. There's no chlorine in it or anything. And Parlay Kid, you're in New York right now um, monitoring various high school wrestling and basketball playoff results, right? That's exactly what I was just doing, Sal. All and right. It might be warmer here than anywhere else. It's 60 degrees today, Sal, maybe I, even 65. I know. I can't believe it. We're going to have to go to you. It's really, it's oddly chilly here in uh, L.A. We have to move. This is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend. Listen, beggars can't be choosers. There's not a ton to uh, gamble on these days. So, uh, we, But we all hit this NBA All-Star Weekend hard, uh, starting with the three-point shooting contest. Uh, I bet this one. I actually had Devin Booker to win. I had Gordon also, so I cheated a little. I had both. Um, he was as big as 10 to 1 to win. The three-point contest. He drew a lot of action, and his price was trimmed like to five plus five seventy-five. I don't know how that happened. I only got it like plus three eighty or something. Um, but yeah, so that was when that's fun to root for. Tate, did you watch that at all? I did. I did. It was uh, it was an entertaining event. I can't believe uh, Devin Booker had twenty-eight. That was I didn't think that was possible. So it was impressive. I had money on Wayne Ellington though, so it was sad for me. Oh, you did. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do so well out of the gate, right? No, that was a little bit of uh, Carolina blue bias. All right, a I little? see. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Harry doesn't what like that. Be like twelve to one, or Boy. fifteen to one, or something like that. I think it was fifteen to one. Yeah. Oh, that's worth yeah. it in those three-point contests. I guess anyone could get hot. But what I, what's weird to me is, so I don't know how long they've been doing this. Maybe you know Tate or any the rest of you that they designate a whole rack. So I think there's uh, five spots, five different racks they hit for three pointers, and they designate an entire rack as their money ball rack. 
uh, where the Moneyball was worth two points. Am I right on this? I don't even know if I'm right on this. But yes, you are. It seemed like everyone picked the wrong, the wrong position to put their Moneyball rack in. Right? <laughs> People like two for five on average in their Moneyball rack. Other than Devin Booker, right at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Booker. Booker was now. Booker was the only one that made it work. Uh, I don't really like that. I think it's a little strange. It obviously like c- puts a little curve on the on the numbers a little bit. But, right. Uh, yeah, I, I think Booker was the only one that made it work. All right. So moving on to the slam dunk contest, that was Donovan Mitchell. He won two to one odds. Does anyone have an opinion on Donovan Mitchell winning the slam dunk? It seemed like there was better there. I think so. Just it was it, it was average. Um, the dunk Mitchell did <laughs> with the. Uh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Harry took every single piece of paper they offer from his hotel room, you know, that little pad, and he has notes written, and they're all spread out all over. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm what, reading what, what, I'm okay. trying to think. Where was I? Okay. Oh, no. Uh, just I think that uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Larry Nance Jr., the names just don't—it's it, not interesting to watch. Um, the jersey switch— that was an average dunk at best. Yeah. Uh, I give that maybe the, the, the whole contest itself, I gave a 6 out of 10. Because it's just, there was nothing special going on. Yeah. I don't like the jersey switch. I feel Mitchell won because, like, yeah, it was an average dunk, and he did the jersey switch. He switched to, uh, he became... Uh, Carter. Uh, yeah, he became Carter all of a sudden, and he has the Raptors jersey on. It's like, I don't know, if, like, yeah. if, if one of our figure skaters all of a sudden reveals she's wearing... Christy Yamaguchi's dress. Do we give her the gold medal? I think you need to you need to do something more than that, right? Parlay kid, you on you on my side here? Hundred percent, Sal. I I don't know that uh, the slam dunk contest has really lost its luster, Sal. I mean, I, I we say this uh, probably been saying this for the last uh, decade or so, but I don't know if there's a, another answer to the way they're doing it. But maybe it needs to be revamped again. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, and, and now, what's uh, what's What's Simmons' idea on this? What does he think for the dunk contest? Uh, I hold on, we got him right here. I think. I think the top fourteen dunkers make it, and then there's three bonus dunkers, and they get a buy into the second round, and then they lose their first draft pick. I don't know if that's going to work, Bill. I don't know. I don't know. What did he say? What did he, I, I know. I, I talked to him about it, and we say the judging definitely has to be different. Like I didn't bet on this because I'm not letting. DJ Khaled and Lisa Leslie cost me a semester of junior college for my kids. I have more respect <laughs> for my money than that. But um, I, I, Tate, what did he say about this dunk? I think he said it was good. I think he said he enjoyed it. I think uh, uh, for whatever reason, nostalgia played a factor in that. I mean, we want to see Larry Nance dunk and Vince Carter dunk, not not these other guys. But yeah, I think he he seemed to enjoy it. So I don't know, Tate. Like what, oh. what, what Tate? What did you think of like the Kevin Hart thing too? <laughs> I mean, that's just, I, I can't believe you won jumping over Kevin Hart and three kids, and you made him bend down. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, honestly, though, Tate. That was the thing. Kevin Hart's four foot tall, and then he squatted down. He was two feet, yeah. and yeah. even Harry could have done that. Right. Oh, I was going to say, that's like dunking over Sal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the equivalent. It's funny if you're taller than me at, at all, and not three inches shorter. But I guess I'll take it. I'll take it. Why don't we put Ken up there? If you could dunk over Ken. That's, I mean, that's a, those fifties all around, right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> he likes it. Bring it on. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I think also to bet this thing is just everyone's two to one or seven to two or five to two. But it, it, it's not worth it at all. Let's get to the game itself, which I thought was pretty good and competitive. They kind of play defense, but on the other hand, you know, everyone's like, oh, Team LeBron, they were playing possum. They were down thirteen and they came back, but. That shouldn't happen to Team Steph. Those nine athletes should not be able to give up a 13-point lead with four and a half or five right. minutes left. Um, Team LeBron James was minus two and a half or minus three, depending on how you had it. Uh, they covered the minus two and a half. Harry had them. Harry had Team Steph plus three. Screw job, right, Harry? Oh, a lot had to. A lot. Of, <laughs> a lot of shit had to happen for me to lose <laughs> that bet at plus three. I mean, it, it always stings a little extra. When you're covering the whole game until you see the final score. I mean, second, secondly, uh, Team Steph was up three with two and a half to go. Uh, after that, the Greek freak, who I also had, by the way, for MVP at six to one, who mm-hmm. blew it de- blew it late too, um, blew a layup, gets called for a double dribble. Duh! In the late yeah. in the game, I mean, there are only seven hundred and sixteen double dribbles and travels not called, but they call that late in the game. And to boot, James Harden felt he should. Add to blowing the game 
by contributing to his awful three-point shooting. Two for 13. Uh, and <laughs> down one, he's taken 29 footers with a minute to go. And, uh, yeah. and, yeah, you know, and the worst of all, down three with the ball and 10 seconds left. And in the NBA All-Star game, you don't even get a shot off last 10 seconds. Yeah. You don't even get a shot off. <laughs> that was weird. It was awful. Yeah. That duh, was again. Yeah, you, they put the duh and double dribble. You're right, Harry. You're right. So Harry lost on that, or you tied on that. But that, I think, like, team that, LeBron was covering, like, 22 seconds of that game. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Plus three on the uh, buying the half, but still. Right. It feels like a loss. Now, Brother Bry had a bet, and I, it may be the ballsiest bet in all of sports. The over-under opened in some places at 365.5 and, and went down to 333. That's astounding. I, I don't care. All-Star game, whatever. To drop 32 points in, in a few days is uh, bizarre. Unless there's, uh, unless I don't know, everyone got injured or I don't know what happened. But, uh, Brother Bry, you won. You had the under. It went way under. It went under by like 50 points, right? Yeah, it went way under. It just seemed like, I don't know, I was actually surprised it was so high. It just seemed like this year was the year that they just kept saying that the teams were actually going to try and play a little bit of defense. So even if they played a little, I was like, well, even if it's 170 to 160, I'm still going to win. But then then again, I still even had to sweat it out at the end because I thought there was a good chance I was going to OT. Yeah. But, uh, easy, easy bet, almost uh, 50 points. I, I think uh, but, the, for those reasons, you're right. And also they were playing for charity this year. And the winners got – there was a big disparity in the winner paycheck and the loser's paycheck. Winners got 100 grand, uh, Losers got 25. I will say that's – that to root for that for two and a half hours, the under in the NBA All-Star game, it doesn't get worse than that. Like – you, you're probably better off in general betting against the Harlem Globetrotters. You're you're really just looking for trouble there, right? Well, I, I will say I yeah. knew like right at the end, at the end of that first quarter, just the way that was going, I knew that was going under. You can just tell because then it was just like, all right, they're gonna have to score a hundred points this next right. quarter, and that just seemed like it was way too much. Yeah. But yeah. I think Harry, he took uh, Brady uh, passing yards under the All-Star Game points, right, <laughs> <laughs> Still getting zinged for that one. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Definitely, I deserve it. The the over-under for uh, three-pointers was like 43-and-a-half. I think they were like 36. <laughs> as, as, yeah. It, it, that, that wasn't even close. Yeah, the unders were all over the place. Parlay Kid, you bet the Greek Freak to, uh, the Greek freak to have a double-double. What were the odds yep. on that? I can't remember. It was plus. You got them good uh, odds. I got it at down. plus two fifty. By game time, it was down to about one forty. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there was a lot of action on that. And so at, at half, he had eleven point six rebounds. Right. So I, I thought I was looking very good for that. And then, you know, I really spent that whole second half, uh, really trying just watching him and watching him play and hoping he could grab a few rebounds. He grabbed one the entire second half. He seemed disinterested in the second half, like Harry was saying. I mean. For these guys to blow like a 13 point lead. And let's, I think we're overrating this defense here that was played in the All Star game. Yeah. Uh, I just think there was a lot more just terrible shooting this game that led to the low score. I think the defense started with about five minutes left in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, really. I think there was kind of like a gentleman's agreement like, look, let's, let's keep this within striking distance and then really play the last five minutes. I mean, Lowry, Curry, and Harden were combined five for 32 from three point mm-hmm. range. Without really even having hands in their face most of the most of the game, so right. pretty pretty terrible like shooting performance from those guys. But yeah, the Greek freak, freak let me down. Plus two fifty at half, I thought I had it, and I'm sure Harry, as having him as the MVP, he looked pretty good in the first half. Thinking with the strong second half, he could win us some money, but never materialized. I, I, maybe I'm crazy. I, did I? I was looking for him. I don't think he. I think he played like two minutes of the third quarter, right? He did. It was like yeah, he like. They seemed to start like the backups in the third quarter. Yeah, I felt like um, they started and played a long time, and right. then I think he went with the starters uh, late in the third, and then came back with some backups, and then put all the starters back in late again. No, midway through the fourth or something like that. It went something like that. Right. But, yeah, uh, I, I think yeah, the, it was disappointing. Uh, disappointing. The double double for the Greek Freak is a good. There were only two double doubles the whole game. DeRozan and who was it like? Uh, Anthony Davis maybe got a double though I don't know but uh, well LeBron LeBron oh LeBron yeah. I'm sorry yeah. Towns Towns too Towns and that was Towns and LeBron right is that it with those Towns two? and yeah. LeBron yeah, okay right. right so and there were no triple doubles last year I got screwed over with the triple double I bet against uh, Durant and uh, and that <laughs> he just stayed under the rim and got his last four rebounds everyone left him alone but <laughs> um, 
I, I think the double double for the Greek freak was a good bet, even though it lost. He's going to get five dunks. He's going to get one a quarter, you know, at least uh, go in there for right. uncontested dunks and then hang by the rim. But I just don't think he played enough in the third quarter. That was very strange. Regarding the defense overall, uh, we had Barkley and Kyrie Irving on separate nights on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Barkley said nobody tries in this game, uh, at least when he played. And he said, the other guys who did try, the one or two guys who did try, were considered a-holes. Kyrie Irving said, yeah, everybody tries. But I think he had to kind of say that. Tate, do you feel like more people, more players were trying this year? Well, they had the uh, the whole narrative, right, where they, they were going to change the narrative on the, the competitiveness in the game. That was like what Durant and LeBron were talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was entertaining. The last seven minutes or so were entertaining. So I'll give them that. Right. But, yeah, I, I don't think anything, I don't think the perspective on the event has changed at all, which is what they're saying now. It's funny. Marv Albert, in the beginning of the game, was the first two minutes was talking about just that. And they were trying to talk up the game. It's like, there's going to be a competitive spirit that we've never seen before. LeBron sat down and talked to his team. And and then the, as soon as he says that, LeBron does that crazy bounce pass over, I don't know who's that, <laughs> that 25-foot bounce pass like right in front of his face. And the next possession, he takes like a, uh, he takes a three like uh, eight feet behind the three-point line. I'm like, this is going to be a lot of the right. same that we saw. <laughs> but he won MVP at 13-2 odds. I try to convince Simmons. Oh. He's just so bitter. Uh, I, I feel like we had everyone other than uh, we had Greek Freak, we had Durant, we had everyone other than LeBron, the captain, who's going to play hardest at thirteen to two odds. Now, uh, looking forward to the regular season, Ben Simmons, Rookie of the Year favorite, Harden MVP favorite. That parlay pays minus one thirty six if you can get it. Tate, do you like that? Is that a runaway, or, or uh, should we be worried about other players? Westbrook uh, putting together. 20 triple doubles now. I'm more worried about the LeBron spin zone where they do the LeBron deserves to be MVP because he should have been MVP every other season. So this year he's going to be MVP. If he takes this uh, this bunch of new guys and, and takes them to the, you know, to the playoffs, gives them like a two or a three seed. That's yeah. what I'm worried about. And then the Mitchell thing, you know, it seems like Donovan Mitchell is the bell of the bar right now in the NBA. Uh, and a lot of people, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people don't like Ben Simmons because they think he got redshirted. But interesting. That's so, interesting. So you're saying that's a stay away. Of course, we get no help from Simmons, who has an MVP vote, but he won't tell us uh, which way he's <laughs> leaning. Uh, Harry, what do you what do you think about that? I think that's a winner right now. Uh, Simmons is getting 16 yeah. points, eight rebounds, seven mm-hmm. assists. Uh, the Sixers are 30 and 25. Over the last three years, the Sixers have won 28, 10, and 18. 56 games in the last right. three seasons. So he's improved that team so well this year to be at 30 wins, the seventh in the playoffs in the East right now. Making the playoffs is huge for them. And uh, to turn the season around and the season of the past three years, that's a lot of wins in, 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 uh, with only getting 56 in the last three years. Plus, Harden is getting 31. It's lowest turnovers uh, per game ratio in the past four seasons. And I know that makes a lot of sense for LeBron now that they've uh, changed their team and everything. But this is this is a stat, too, that he's averaging 4.4 turnovers, LeBron is, a game. That is his most ever since he's ever played for hmm. the Cavs. It's amazing. I don't know how you're able to memorize all these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Something else to me. It really is. <laughs> Brother Brian. Like Brian man. Sharp. <laughs> Brother Brian, before I get to Parley Kid, who actually did bet on this today, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Oh, nice. I, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to take it, too. Um, I know you love this one. It's funny. I saw this yesterday, and I, I love this as well. I think the only thing it comes down to, again, is just whether or not they each have about 25 games left. I think maybe Simmons has maybe 27. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it comes down to just injuries at this point. I mean, it looks like Harden's right. probably going to probably going to run away with it. I think LeBron, in order to win, probably has to get to at least a two-seed, and that might be hard. That mm-hmm. might be hard climbing back five games with, like, 25 left. So I think right. Harden's a runaway for that. So I think I like this. kind of easy money, although, again, the injury concern would be the only thing. If, if one of these two guys get hurt, which I guess injuries have been happening a lot in the yeah. NBA, but I'm going to bet it. So. Yeah, Parley Kid. I don't have to ask you. You you backed it today, and you added the uh, Warriors to win the championship in the third leg of that parlay. That's right, Sal. I got that at plus one eighty with those three. Uh, I think, like the all the above reasons that Brian and Harry said. I mean, Simmons has elevated that team. His numbers are fantastic. He has five triple doubles uh, this uh, this season already. Uh, I think he's. Um, Two off the uh, all-time rookie mark uh, of seven by Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he gets that, and uh, and of course Harden. 
Uh, you know, last year at this time, I think he might have been the favorite at this time too. Last uh, year, oh, he was. Uh, Bel- he was the, trust me, he, he was. probably was right. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I think you took him at oh, this yeah. time, maybe last year. So I'm not sure. Somebody yep. took him, but I like Brian saying. I think the Cavaliers uh, might just they're, they're finished. They'd have to finish at least a two seed. I think for LeBron to get real serious consideration, even though. I know he's the best player in the league, so yeah. I think the MVP, though, right now would, would, would certainly go to Harden. I think he's going to run away with it. Well, here's why I wouldn't take Harden, I don't think. And when I say I wouldn't take him, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be all over it tomorrow. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, the, but okay, so last year, like you said, I had Harden in the beginning of the year. I then took him, I really right. think it was this point last year, he was a big favorite. He was like minus 250. And then everyone's like, he's going to win. It's done. Everyone's votes are in practically. And then Westbrook just went nuts. He won the he won the Sports Center MVP. You just couldn't. Every highlight was Westbrook. The, the team was crappy. And what were they at four seed? And he won, or were they at three seed? Tate. I think they were four seed. I think Let they me were check. too. Yeah, I think they were too. So to say LeBron needs to get to a two, I don't know. I do think there is some sentiment that hey, let's oh. give the best player in the league MVP every. Eh, four or five years just to keep keep the league honest, but I'm not sure. What were you gonna say, Brian? No, I think uh, you're you're talking about the Thunder, right? I think they yeah, were th- even worse than that last the year. The Thunder. Right? Oh, what did I say? Yeah, the Thunder. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they were worse than a four seed, right? Last year, were they? Were they a five? Yeah, I think so. I can't even remember they what they six, did. Yeah. Oh, they were yeah. six, yeah. I, I, I was, up, I I was thinking of yeah, tw- think 2016, they were, they were a three seed. Last year, they were a six seed. They were a six seed. So you can yeah. win MVP as a six seed if you— uh, But you lose Durant, too. If you never pass. Who do you think would pass Harden, though? Like, who do you think that could come swoop in right now? No, I, I— Westbrook again? No, I only think it would be—I only think it would be LeBron. But— uh, LeBron, Okay. But yeah, I I don't think Westbrook will do what or could do what he did last year. Which now that he has help and everything, yeah. As Harry brought up, brought up uh, the fact that Durant was gone, there, there might have been some sympathy uh, thrown his way. But all right, right now Simmons, Harden, your Rookie of the Year and MVP uh, favorites. Now let's move on to Olympics, Winter <laughs> Olympics, lackluster, I would say so far, and I can only imagine how uneventful. The Olympic Games are if you don't have money on them. Ken's been inter- Ken's been interested. He's been watching. Ken, you have uh, what's what's your sport of choice? So uh, curling. Oh, stop it! No, I love it. <laughs> Why? I I think you got you have to have a lot of skill. You do. It's a finesse. He wants to find out where good, where where we can do this. Where can we curl? Well, I'll tell you what. My my buddy uh, Gary Greenberg <laughs> writes for Jimmy Kimmel Live. He and his wife went. I, I'm not sure. I'll find out for you. It was somewhere here in L.A. for his birthday. He went and practiced curling in some. Arena, I guess, but I will find out. We'll, will, do, we'll have to do that. Yeah, it'll be good. I, we need to document that. That'll be the first time Ken ever picked up a broom. Well, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, Ken let Ken does the releasing. I am probably having to do the butler work and do, <laughs> oh, the, do the, the raking or the whatever you call that. Yes, is, yes. Sweeping. Can you sweep the ice and clean his underwear in the same 10-second uh, stretch? <laughs> It's going to be hard to Wait, figure did out. His, did his underwear in uh, your house yesterday? He did? Laundry, yeah. Yeah. Harry, Harry and I have watched a lot of the uh, figure skating as as well. Yeah. We uh, we watch it together. No good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's talk about our best bets, and we'll keep uh, Ken curling in, in mind there for for the future. I'd love to see that. But, uh, okay, I said Canadian skier Mikhail Kingsbury would win the men's mogul uh at minus 150, and that was maybe the easiest bet I ever made because I, it was like the second night, and I went to sleep, and I wasn't even thinking. I had no idea when he was competing. I woke up, bang, winner. So that was that was nice. That's it. That, that's the way to do it, basically. Maybe I should only bet every four years and on uh, Winter Olympics. But Brother Bry, equally as good, I think, under 10.5 golds for the U.S., looking great right now, right? Yeah, looking great, dude. Five goals, what, there's what, how many, is like 30-something events left? Like, we came right out of the gate, I think, with the five goals and, and snowboarding and skiing, but we've been terrible and everything else. We actually <clears> lost <throat> some other, like, half-pipe skiing thing yesterday, too. So right. I think it's looking good. I, I mean, it's looking really good, but I think we still have a chance to win a few more goals. But I think there's like three or four more we could win. Yeah, but, Lin- uh, Lindsey Vaughn could good. win. Lindsey Vaughn could win maybe a couple more snowboarding and, I don't know, women's hockey, but I, I only count, like... I went through all the odds for all the remaining events, and it seems like there's only <laughs> four more. There would have to be like a 10 or 15 to 1 
uh, underdog that won for for them to get that fifth goal to bring them to ten. But I think ten and a half under ten and a half goals is uh, is ideal. Tate, why do we suck? Why are we so inept at these other events? Bob sledding, couple skating. Speed skating. What's what's the problem? I think we're good at couple skating, right? We, we are. We have uh, some siblings. That's uh, sort yeah, of the siblings. Yeah, uh, okay. Tanya, whatever it is, right? S- yeah, sort of similar to the Blades of Glory. Uh, Amy Poehler and right. uh, Will Arnett group. Uh, it's sort of strange. And then we got. Uh, I think John Schuster's to blame for curling. I know Ken agrees with that. He's had a he's had a rough time. It was a rough one for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows Schuster. He expected more from him. <laughs> <laughs> Ken demands more from his sweepers. He does. Uh, okay, they could have put yeah. some more in. They could have put a little more effort. <laughs> so I think, yeah, couples. Okay, so maybe we are good at couple skating. But no, Tate, I think <laughs> guys your age, did you know anyone? I talked to Simmons about this. And I think the obvious difference between Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics, we all knew someone who ran track and field, maybe even someone who did right. well. We don't know anyone who's, who's doing these slaloms. Uh, and yep. you know, is that it, or are we just too are we just too soft as a country? Don't we don't want to get cold anymore? Yeah, it's fifty eight th- degrees here, and we're complaining. I think we're too soft. And also, the one time I got excited about Sean White winning gold, uh, you know, everyone told me I couldn't get excited. So I, I think that's a little bit of it too. Oh, they told you not to get excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the man's crying, celebrating a gold, and then everyone's like, "No, we can't celebrate." So uh, we have to deal with that a little bit too. Right now, Parley Kid, what did you have? You had most medals uh, as your best bet, right? Yeah, I had the, uh, the United States. So I try to be patriotic. Oh. I wanted them uh, <laughs> plus three hundred to don't, win the most medals. Don't do that ever. And uh, <laughs> obviously, it's, it's not going to happen at this point. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, try to be the uh, do the right thing. And so getting back to the whole thing, I think you hit it on the head. You know, growing up, right, you knew a lot of kids that played basketball or, or did something like that. Uh, you know, in Norway, right, it's, it's totally different. Kids are bobsledding. It's yeah. just a different environment here. We're picking from a smaller pool of people. Uh, and that's just the way it is. And we're struggling. But I still don't think our Winter Olympic team is anywhere near as disappointing as our men's soccer team at the same time. Yeah, right. It has nothing to do. But I think if we're underachieving anywhere, it's in men's soccer because there's a lot of people playing soccer in this country. Uh, in terms of the winter sports, look, they, they train hard. They're just uh, we're just not having a great Olympics. I think we're, this is going to be the least medals we get maybe in like a couple decades. Yeah, or something like that. But um, yeah. It is, what it, is. I, it is strange because we're one seventieth the population of Norway, but they are laser focused on these <laughs> on these winter games. And uh, I'll tell you what, Paul, yeah, I, can, at those- I, I I wouldn't suggest normally. I, I say gambling is uh, irresponsible. I, I hate to even say that, but if you're betting on the this is tax season, if you're betting on the U.S., you should be able to allow to write those off, right? Absolutely. Ken, you're a, you're a money oh, uh, wizard, right? That, that I'm sure fair. Ken has done that before. <laughs> I, I actually have a theory why the uh, U.S. performance has been uh, not so great, uh, and I don't think it's going to get any better Let's in four it. years. We are finally seeing the effects of an entire generation not eating glutens. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, mm-hmm. we're soft. Corolla, Corolla actually says that, yeah. Hmm. Right, but you make up for them, right? <laughs> Harry's been helping out. <laughs> what uh, What did you order? A pe- what, what, Asiago it, cheese. We got, uh, Ken sent me the order. It was uh, spectacular. We we, at Domino's? From Aspen. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't get Asiago cheese, right? We, yeah, we got Asiago. We didn't? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it was midnight, 1230. Interesting. Harry's put a few of those pounds back uh, on. We're going to get to that oh, in a minute. Yeah. Well, don't worry about that. <laughs> Harry, let's talk about your best bet, uh, aside from Asiago cheese. <laughs> You had China over three and a half gold medals, and they currently, with five days left, have zero. Zero, yes, zero is less than three and a half. <laughs> they do. Of course, they happen to have five silvers, though. Yeah. Uh, my my figure skating duo uh, of <laughs> Wei Jing and Kong. Uh, remember that I mentioned they were favored to go and getting into this at even money. I don't remember. No, no they well they came in second. They got the silver. Uh-huh. Uh, past Olympics, they were really good in women's speed skating. Another go, another silver. Can't get a gold. Figures three and a half. I got zero. They have zero. Bad bet. But Bad you know bet. who also has zero? The Russians. Isn't that good? The Oof. Russians have zero golds. Tate, that's nice. Play some nice patriotic music. Okay. They, can't even, they can't even show their own flag. Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, it's that's great. right. It's weak. And, and not only that, they had a curler test positive. <laughs> I know. So, uh, 
an illegal substance. I mean, a, a curling. Oh, yeah, a curling. <laughs> curling. Wow. Yeah, there's no one left to that. I mean, really, if there's a Russian judge who's judging figure skating competition, that's maybe the only Russian that hasn't <laughs> tested positive for doping. I don't know. Uh, what do you need to do for curling? It's harder than it looks. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, I'll defer to Ken because he's been watching these. But I'll tell you what. Uh, Parlay Kid and I, that's not what the, ben, the Olympics bet stop. I'll, I'll go over some of mine. We have, uh, and Brother Bri, you have this too, Canadian men and women to win gold in curling. Um, now, what happened? I think we're looking good with the men, but Parlay Kid, what's going on with the women? You're, you're on top of this. Yeah, for us. The, women, the women are like sitting around with like a 500 record, uh, maybe one under 500. It looks like they're going to need to win their last two. I'm forgetting who they're playing at this point, but it looks like they're going to need to win those last two to get into the final tournament, like the round of four. Uh, they seem to feel like they're, they're pretty positive about it. I mean, you still say that their odds of them winning are still pretty good. Uh, however, I'm texting you at like 5 in the morning following this <laughs> curling stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it's what makes it – the only thing that's making this Olympics interesting is having – some money on some of the stuff. Yeah, really. absolutely. And, uh, and 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 so this Canadian bet was we, we took it. I think a listener yes. had recommended taking the uh, the curling teams of of uh, Canada said it was a lock. Right. And even the men, it's they're really not a lock right now. They're not really performing the way they normally. Oh, uh, really? I haven't seen odds on um, that. I just so, assumed we were no, going to win they, that. They uh. haven't. They're still the favorite, though. They're still yeah. the favorite, but they you know they're not sweeping through the competition. I get it. I will say that one. Yeah. We get a text every morning, right? How long does yeah. this go on curling for? We get a text every morning from Darren saying they lost again. They lost again. <laughs> so when he finally sent the text, they lost again today. I was like, oh, all right, they're fine. Like, but they're, they're still in it. And then Darren's like, no, we still have a chance. I know. <laughs> I checked the odds. They're like nine to four to win the gold. The, the girls are with this. I don't know. Yeah, uh, my bets were all looking good. My Olympic bets. I thought these the curling would come through. Uh, although the women did get off to a slow start. This Mikal King, Kingsbury won early. USA under 10.5 golds. I think that's going to win. Thank you, Brother Bry. I have Norway for most go- for most golds. And what a screw job yesterday. They were up 11 to 10 on Germany. And by the way, if you, re- if you try to refresh the medal count, don't even bother trying to figure out what you're watching and if they've counted it in the standings yeah. or not. Just wake up the next. Actually, just wait for uh, the parlay kit to text you in the morning. That's the only way that the Americans should find out. At 5.11 a.m. Uh, mountain time. <laughs> but I had the most gold. Harry, we, we had this. Norway was one over Germany. And now it's tied up because their two-man bobsled team tied Canada for the gold medal. Now, this is a timed event, this two-man bobsled. How and what tape? What year is this now? 2018. 2018. I knew it was like past 2010. <laughs> I knew it was something past that. How in 2018 are they not going to the triple digits, to the thousands for timing, that you have a, 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 a tie for a gold medal? This is insane to me. They, made, they went to the hundredth, right? Hundredth, yeah, yeah. They go to the thousandth. They could do it. <laughs> you made the point last night while we were watching, Sal. Like it's not a it's not an actual player doing it. Yeah. Where, you, where the judge gets to decide what he really thinks. This is actually time. Yeah. You really can get, you know, go to the next, and that's that. Yeah. I mean, that's not even to say that Canada would have won, but uh, as it stands, they both get the gold medal, and Norway and Germany have 11. Uh, cross-country skiing is probably going to go to Norway. Four-man bobsled is definitely going to go to Germany. They have the top three guys in terms of odds. The Nordic Combine is where they're neck and neck. I don't even know what the hell that is, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is a very sad state of affairs for uh, against all odds. We, we've spent how many? 20 minutes talking about uh, Winter Olympics. But let's move on to a sponsor. Just for Men. For over 30 years, men have trusted Just for Men to provide easy gray care solutions. Now, they can trust Just for Men to provide a hair regrowth solution as well. Formulated with the number one dermatologist recommended ingredient proven to regrow hair, 5% minoxidil. Hair regrowth from Just For Men is an easy-to-use topical solution that's clinically proven to help regrow hair. It works by reactivating hair follicles to stimulate regrowth, perfect for men with thinning hair, plus with a unique precision spray applicator, this is hair regrowth made easy. Simply spray in, sit back, move on, because when you look as good as you feel on the inside, every date night, every meeting, every guy's night out will be something to look forward to. Uh, I'll tell you what, me... 
Harry, Ken, Brother Bride, Dan. We could all use Just for Men. For some oh, of us, man. it's too late. Send me some. We Let's send do you Just for on. Men? Right? Ken, you're laughing. How much do you pay for a haircut? Oh, come on, Sal. <laughs> 300, $300. $300. $300. But at least it's right around the corner, right? Yeah, I guess or, so. Or do you get on a plane and go to Vegas? I do go to Vegas to get my Nevada, but, but, but Nevada but, does border Arizona. But I did hit some hockey parlays while I was there. You did. All right. So. You paid for it yourself. It oh. actually looks good. I complimented you yesterday. I think the this is your best hair, haircut. Haircut looks good, right? Yeah, this is a good one. That's why I can't mess around. You yeah. Know? Well, mess around with just for men, though. It could, you know, couldn't hurt. Send some over. All right. We're going to send some over. Uh, all right. Let's talk golf. Um, I went to the Genesis Open the other day. This is what this is what. Oh, really? Sundays, what are we talking about? This is what <laughs> this is what Sundays become. I went to the Genesis. I don't know if uh, <laughs> Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel were going to headline. That's a thirty-year-old reference tape. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. didn't laugh. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Neither of them were there. But anyway, it was the first time I ever attended a a pro golf event. And let me tell you, here's my thing with golf. I don't play because I'm terrible, and after three holes, I get frustrated, and I don't booze it up on the course, and so that part doesn't help me. I watch on TV. I love it. I think if you have a nice flat screen, nothing looks uh, prettier than the than the landscape of a golf course. I love to bet it. I love to bet it at various times of the tournament. Before the tournament, after uh, Friday is good to make the cut. Before then, and now, I love it live. I really do. I walked around for five hours. I only stopped to sit down once. Ken, have you ever done that? Stop to sit down or not sat down? <laughs> Have you ever stopped to sit down? To take a Briefly, look? usually. Usually have, we're in the hospitality tent. I have a picture of you sprawled out on like the 14th hole. What was it? Where was that? Phoenix? I think no. that was on La Quinta. In La Quinta, yeah. Harry yeah. ran me around. It was it was a tough uh, a tough day. It was it's good though. I, I like and yeah. it, it, look, it helps if you have I'm gonna say this. It helps if, if you're if you're can go either way with golf, it helps that you bet on or against like a dozen of the golfers. And, uh, yeah, you're right there for every shot. It's good. Bubba Watson won this Genesis Open. Uh, Brother Brian, what did he open at, 50-1? to one? Yeah, 50-1, to one, and he won this tournament twice before, right? So yeah. I, I, we should have thought about that. I, 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 I didn't take him until he was, like, minus 270, and I think I, I parlayed it with, like, the Greek freak to not get a triple-double. But then I had the Greek freak to win MVP. Uh, it's just such a mess what I did. But I won with Bub- <laughs> Bubba Watson. Harry, go ahead. What do you want to say? Harry's got three sheets of paper left. I was so going to say, I believe yeah. you bet him when he hit that chip shot out of the bunker, right? He did. He went up two, he went strokes. Up two strokes after 14. Four holes left, yeah. yeah. I said, I have to make my move now. But it's good. It's pretty good. Parlay Kid and I had James Hahn to finish top 20. But par- yeah. Darren, what was that? Plus 275? Plus 275, Sal. Yeah, we got a tip from your buddy. Yes. Uh, we've been getting tips from Harry that have not hit over the last... <laughs> Five years or so. Your buddy gives us one tip, boom, we hit, plus 275. Thank you. My nice buddy one. Paul Kohorst, a.k.a. the Dutch Mook, gave us that tip. Uh, you can see he, he <laughs> writes for PGA.com, and uh, check it out. He's got winners all over the place, plus 275. Very nice. Thanks, Dutch Mook. Uh, James Hahn to finish in the top 20. Harry, you're going uh, – well, you guys might use some of these for your best bet. But what's the what's the tournament this week? There's already Tiger odds on it. Uh Oh, you mean for the PGA? You're not talking about the, the Qatar Masters? Yeah, no, of course. I'm talking about the Qatar Masters. I, believe me, I was looking at that this year, this week. I was looking. I couldn't come up with going to use something there for my best bet. I couldn't find anything. But actually, yeah, the, the uh, tournament this week is uh, moved to Florida. All right. I see. All right. Well, let's go to the mailbag. We have a lot of uh, interesting people writing in. I think our only literate, literate fans are, are overseas because we're getting tons of uh, mail uh, from people like Luca Butai, who says, Hey guys, I'm listening to your show from Italy on a weekly basis, and I have three questions from you. One, why do you have only one show per week? I mean, it's by far the best podcast on The Ringer. Yes, I agree. After the BS <laughs> one, guess the line. Uh, why don't you double it? More props, more funny stuff, more interview in the gambling world. Two, why don't you make bets on European soccer? There are some games that are really, really easy to bet on in order to make some money. Trust me. Three, Harry, how did you lose all the weight? Please help me. Cheers to all the crew and to Tate the fake snake, too. Oh, my God. Luca from Milan. I like the fake snake. Thanks, Luca. Fake snake might be better, yeah, than snake. But right now we're going Master Tate. Wow, where do I start with this? Why do we only have Tate? Why do we only have one show per week? I don't know. That, that's above my head. I, I wish I could make it happen. We, right. can, we can just record in our free time and just put it up. Yeah, that's we'll it. We'll put it up on Harry's blog. 
I think we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Plan. We have one. We're starting sure. Like one God, we're gonna have to we're better. we're talking about freaking winter Olympics curling. <laughs> How can we do more than one show a week here? Uh why don't we make bets on European soccer? That's coming. That's coming. Not necessarily European, but we're gonna hit this World Cup hard. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten the parlay kid to bet so much soccer. He's gonna have no. to do it this year. We have him, right? I think Oh I, gosh, no. No, it's gonna be good, Aaron. Uh, some some of these games are uh, one Two goals. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And Harry, <laughs> number three, Harry. How did you lose all the weight? I feel like we covered this, but Harry, you want to just uh, talk about for a second how well, you lost you know, the weight? Yeah, I mean, I'm, my number one thing was the low carb bread, Nature Zone, double fiber, mm-hmm. low carb bread, three carbs a slice. I allowed myself <laughs> one and a half slices a day. Now I'm allowing myself about eleven and a half slices a day. Right. But anyways, also a lot of exercising and. Uh, you got to have it mentally. 80% of it is mental. <laughs> yes, it Now is. I have none yeah. at this current state. <laughs> I got to turn it around after I get back home, finally, after these uh, vacation after vacations. Also, the truth, he would, he would drink uh, two to three bottles of minoxidil from Just for Men uh, a day. <laughs> it causes them to lose weight and, and, and hair. Ken, what were we going to say there, Ken? I'm just looking at those little pieces of paper from the hotel, and I'm wondering if I'm going to get charged for that. <laughs> I think you're in trouble, yeah. <laughs> it's like smoking in the room and taking papers. Uh, but, Harry, we did weigh you. Now, you weighed 191 on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. You won the bet. Which was what? Uh, boy. It was February 4th. 4th so, uh, 17 days weeks. ago. 16, 16 days, days ago. ago. Yeah. 191. We weighed you yesterday. I've gained about a pound a day back the other way. I'm back up about about 16, about 210. 210. Whoa, Harry. <laughs> Jesus. Right, that's I know. 19 pounds. Yeah, that's nah, more than My math that's isn't good. Pounds. My math isn't, yeah. I tried to help Harry, myself when there. But... Talk, when you and I were talking, Harry, I thought you were going to be able to keep it under like 205 for a long time. I'll get it back. Uh, I'll happened? get it back. It's, 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 it's start this weekend back to the exercise. You're going to get the old weight back. That's what you're going to get back, I think. This Recent. is it. Jimmy Jimmy told me. He gave me, he gave me a heads up after I, after I did. He said, Harry, listen to me. I lost a lot of weight. You lost a lot of weight. Listen, slow. Go slow. And I've been going very, very fast. <laughs> But you have been going very slow through the drive-thru at Del Taco, getting $16 worth of food at a time for yourself. $16 worth of tacos? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. And I you? bought it from this girl, too, and she was like 24 there, and she was hot, and I, I still, bought 16, still bought $16 worth of Del Taco in front of her. What do you mean you bought it from a girl like she's selling encyclopedias? You pulled up to the window, and then no, 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 I went inside. I went inside. It was going to be a long session, so I went uh, inside this time. She must have found that attractive. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the other yeah, part yeah, of this. The like more tacos you buy, the more attractive you are. Yeah, well, which, this dating thing is not panning out. That, I've gotten zero responses. That is true, and I think we're, we're figuring out I'm very upset. I, I hope the case is that we don't have any female viewers. Oh, that sucks if we don't have any female listeners, I should say. But not one response on Twitter <laughs> or any of these emails. We called uh. out to people. We want we want we want to set Harry up. And uh while he still looks like a human being, but he's gaining this weight back. Ken, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I just I don't know if if this was touched on, but there is a dowry uh that comes with Harry. So there is. Yes, what there happens? Is. Well, there's money exchanged. Oh, six to, fa- to the family. To the family. Oh, he gives the money. He gives the money to the family of the woman that's going to right. accept him as a man who eats sixteen dollars okay. worth of fast food. How much wants. money? Maybe you turn over the fifty-two hundred you you took from me. Fifty-two thousand. Oh, that's good. Twenty dollars. Twenty bucks in the tacos and uh, taco four more bar. than the tacos. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, we did a nice thing here. Uh, I had Harry sign the scale that he weighed in, the actual scale he weighed in, and my idea was to uh, put it on eBay and get money back to recoup myself for the fifty-two hundred dollars. <laughs> but instead, um, we are auctioning off Harry's scale. Proceeds are going to Stoneman Douglas Victims Fund. Uh, www.gofundme.com. Uh, for the horrible tragedy in Florida, and that's where it's going to go. I'm going to put it on uh, eBay tomorrow. So look at that. We're doing something nice, and hopefully people, men, women, bet bid on that at least. It's for charity. Let me go to uh, the second letter here. 
Hey, Sal, I took the time to re-listen to your two NFL Futures podcasts from the fall and logged everyone's over-under analysis and best bets for each conference. I speak on behalf of every degenerate when I say that we applaud your effort, and yet we remain disappointed with the results. To no one's surprise, you collectively went 23-37 and 37 on over-unders, including a few skips. And 14-19-1, Sal and Brother Bry had an extra one each, on your best bets. Additionally, you perform particularly terribly on teams you all care about the most, Giants, Cowboys, Raiders, that makes sense, and their conferences going 6-18 and in the NFC East, AFC West Futures, and best bets. Not only did Harry fleece you for $5,200, but he managed to be the only member of the degenerate trifecta to end up in the black, going 7-4 and and over-unders, 4-3 and in best bets. Uh, I'm assuming eating 40-calorie bread at hot yoga, washing Ken's car, while listening to the latest Bo Bice album. Still, the best bet of the year has to be Fat Eddie Lacy's under 750 yards. And for that, you are a winner in my book. Keep up the good work on the podcast. I look forward to hearing Harry's takes on Bahamas' great eczema classic on the web.com tour or how the Parlay Kids intramural hoop teams are doing. Sincerely, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Firth. That's a great email. Thank you, Kyle. Listen, uh, first of all, you're a maniac for uh, going through all these, and we want to forget about it. You don't have to remind me uh, about how poorly I did on my futures. I have a, a bank account and uh, many trips to uh, Western Union to remind me for that. But uh, Parley Kid and Brother Bry, you took uh, you took exception to this. You think his math was off? Well, you want to take that? Yeah, well, no, his math might be right. I think on my best bets, I was like 500. But my over-unders were terrible. But I hit some other big things throughout the year. Go ahead. It's time so, to brag. Uh, Tell go. What was it? Well, yeah, so I had I, I took Aaron Donald. I gave him out at defensive MVP, 14-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was that was pretty great. I think that more than that more than covers it. Yeah, uh, I also gave out, like, Georgia during the year for the FCC championship. That won at, like, 8-1, to one, so... You know, I, I was—I will admit—I was terrible on the over/unders for the, for these teams, though. Yeah, Barley Kid, what do you think? Yeah, no, Brian's right. I mean, I, I think he—that uh, was an exhausting couple of days of going through <laughs> really all was. those teams. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was—I I still think that feels like it was yesterday, though. And I—I yeah. uh, I think I was over five hundred. I might have been like five and four on the uh, over/unders. Uh, looking back, I was like. I noticed today, I'm looking through my notes, and like Wentz was like minus 200 to have over 20 touchdown passes. Some things that you just miss out on mm-hmm. that uh, it's quite startling. But Brian definitely hit on some big ones. So I think it more than makes up for any of his, uh, you know, maybe shortcomings in terms of uh, any over-unders or something like that. You hit a 14-1 to one and an 8-1. to one. Yeah, we give uh, out winners. Shape right sure. Harry, and it was interesting, though, that he pointed out that our favorite teams we did poorly on. Darren, I think you yes, had we did. you went over uh, nine and a half wins for the Cowboys. I think I yep. went over. I don't know what the hell. Uh, Harry, what did you go over on the Giants? I went over on the Giants. Yeah. But uh, the one that we, me and you both liked the most, though, I think, Sal, we definitely uh, we nailed the Vikings over eight and a half. We that did. That was a good one, yeah. Okay. All right. So we had that one easy, though. Yeah, you guys did. We I really like that one. have that. And Harry, I will say, I, Harry, I gave you shit back in, like, May for liking. Yeah. It was May. Yeah. And wow. so I think that you had the Eagles under. I think I, uh, uh, I think I, I think I passed on that one, and then you went under. Yeah, but, that uh, sounds right. That sounds exactly right. But I also right. Think, yeah, I think I think the parlay kid gave uh, the Dallas game, the Dallas win season total over for. I think he elaborated on it, Darren, for maybe about twenty-five to thirty minutes. Yeah, but he gave he gave reasons I mean, why. Wow, that he was said, that he went said on reasons why they should go under. Right, but then picked over, and then I went over. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think that the the lesson to be learned is just listen to the analysis, not the final pick. That's, <laughs> not the that's pick. what yeah. that's what counts. Listen, I never I never profess to be a a football expert. I know Canadian men's moguls. That's that's my bread and butter. Solid, right? <laughs> right. That's my low calorie bread and Easy butter. Money. Right there. All right. Third one. Uh, hey, cuz brother Brian Harry the Parlay Kid and Christian Taitner. Christian, you hate that. That's yeah. number one. That's worst, the worst right? one. I don't believe in tax evasion. So I was in the car driving over speed bumps really fast with my wife. Talk about reluctant listeners who was in pre labor tonight. Still no baby as of time of the writing. Trying to get things moving, and I was listening to the Winter Olympic pod. So she's already pretty filthy with me for putting her through labor. <laughs> and then the parlay kids started to talk about dropping weight really fast. And my lovely wife D says. 
that's bullshit. This guy's an idiot. I took heavy offense to I took heavy offense to that call, Parley kid. But in her state, I let it slide. That's sweet of you. Then Harry starts going about on about his weight loss and what he's eating and his love life, and it gets too much for both of us. And she screams, "What the fuck are we listening to?" <laughs> so loud that I think the car cars across the freeway heard it. I tried to explain how awesome the show is, but from the brief snippet she heard about Harry, I don't think she quite got it. Now in Australia are trashiest women or what we call bogans and this is where my heavily pregnant day overdue and pre-labor wife believes Harry will find some to root and fall in love because bogans love, love anything. Oh, there you go, Harry. Something. Harry, I think she might be right, so get to Australia ASAP, as Sal said last week, and you're sorted. Uh, the kid still isn't here, and if Harry talking about food and women is enough to jumpstart labor, then I don't know what is. Love the show and listen to it through the birth if I could. Uh, love from Melbourne, Australia. You guys make my week. Uh, P.S. Harry getting catfished and then breaking down the details on air would lead me to call my kid Harry retroactively. So let's get it done. Uh, creeps out there. Great call, Tate. Matt from Melbourne. Wow, great email, Matt. I hope I hope the baby was born. Yeah, this would be like two weeks, three weeks late now at this point. Uh, I hope it's healthy, and I hope you did name it Harry, or at least Master Tate or something, right? <laughs> Parley Kid, what about you? You don't have a fan out there in this one woman. Oh, I, listen, I love Australia, though. Well, we have some of the best fans from Australia. Love, we do. Love that. I love the, uh, love the email. That was fantastic, though. Fantastic. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that was maybe the best email yet. That's really good. It's really good. Harry, maybe you should move to Australia. Ken, well, maybe Ken will just take me. Well, oh, yeah. How about yeah. Harry got a very large uh, airline voucher yesterday for giving up his seat uh, out of Aspen, so uh, maybe we send him to Melbourne to hang out with Matt I, and his I, wife. That's next That's next week's trip. I, I, you guys joke around, but I, I think within like three and a half months, you guys will be in Australia, if not for this reason, some other, right? <laughs> I don't know. We said something about the Bogers, but I thought that was somebody Harry liked in golf this week. Yeah, Boger. it probably is. I don't know. To check the sheets of, sheets of paper. Is it Bogan? I think it's Bogan. Bogan? I, I might be saying something very Bogan. derogatory. Bogan? I don't even know. Those are Aust- that's an Australian woman, Sal, a Bogan? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll have to wait till January. Ken's always said he wants to go to the Australian Open, so maybe we'll wait till. Oh, uh, uh, there you go. I've been yeah. to Melbourne. It's beautiful. Mm. All right. Well, listen, I love the emails, great emails this week. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or I uh, just want to shoot us an email like uh, Matt from Melbourne did, or uh, Kyle Firth did, or someone else. Let me get the name. Colin. No, Luca Booty oh. uh, did. Do that. It's Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. All right, signing off. Give me your best bet, your Twitter handle, anything you need to promote. Brother Bryce, start us off. All right. I'm, my Twitter handle, I'm at uh, BSD. Okay, eight sixteen, and uh, my best bet this week is I like Open St. Prue minus one fifteen over Latifi on the Ooh. UFC on Fox twenty eight card. Uh, just quickly, uh, you know, I think uh, St. Prue is the better striker and athlete. He's got the significant reach advantage. I think Latifi is the better wrestler, but I just I really feel confident in St. Prue this this fight. He's been fighting really well over the last three. He's looked great. I think he's that fight of the night. The last two uh, or. Uh, competitor of the night or performer of the night, I should say, the last two fights. And uh, Latifi, I think, hasn't looked that great and he hasn't fought too often. So I like St. Prue. I don't, I'm, I think he should be a bigger favorite in that one. Minus 115, I think, is a steal there. All right. Now, though, let's warn everyone out there. You haven't been that hot in your in your uh, UFC bets, right? No, I was bad in the last one. I All won't right. say the last card, right? Uh, God. Who, who, well, you're going to write the ship, though. It, it just it, it, It's such yeah, a weird yeah. sport. I, give, I, I don't think I gave out anything in the last one. No, but no. It was bad between us. Right, yeah, between us. We'll keep it between <laughs> us. All right, St. Prue, that's going to be a winner. Parley Kid, where are you at? At the Chalk Talker, Sal. Uh, hit me up there, fans. And uh, this week, Sal, I got uh, Kistner to finish in the uh, top 10 at 5-1. to one. And I have my man Bud Cawley to finish in the top 20 at plus 325 in the Honda Open Classic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, yeah, set me up at the uh, Chalk Talker. I got a nice video posted of Harry singing yeah. at the uh, the Ring Ding Club last night, <laughs> whatever it's called. It's a, it's a Ding Dong show, ding-dong. and it's a... It's really Hollywood's hidden gem. It's a it's a great show. It's Monday night at the Comedy Store. Our friend Don Barris uh, hosts it, and uh, it, you, you can't 
even really explain it, right? Can, can you go to the dingdongshow.com to, to see all this, I Possibly. Think? Yeah, I think so. It's I just Paris Google Club. it. You'll probably find yeah, it. Uh, I'm, an honor, I'm an honorary member right yes, now. Yes, Harry's an honorary member. Yeah. He's <laughs> slightly less crazy than, uh, than the rest of them. Uh, all right, Harry. Let's hear from you. Best bet. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the golf this week, too, and I'm uh, serious when I was looking at the Qatar Masters from Doha, Qatar, but I really couldn't find anything. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Honda Classic as well. I'm going to go with, uh, look, Sal, you said my Super Bowl prop when I lost by God knows how many yards or points, whatever. Mm-hmm. You said I got too cute. I got a little cute with my pick, and it, it cost me. Go ahead. I need to stay ugly. I need to stay ugly. You could do it. I could do it. I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to lay the 190 and Sergio to finish in the top 20. Got to lay the 190. Last year, he finished tied for 14th. Two years ago, he finished second behind Adam Scott. In 2014, he, he, he tied for eighth. He's 11th in the world rankings. He's made the cut every time since he's been in it in 2013. So I'm going to take Sergio top 20 to finish at minus 190. My, twiddle ha- my twiddle, Twitter handle is AAO Harry. All right. And ladies, you heard him. He's, uh, he's staying ugly. Yep. And, uh, and you, could, you could see him in all his ugliness at, at AAO Harry. Is that it? That's it. All right. Uh, Tate the Snake. No, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why we even called you that. Master Tate. Master <laughs> I, Tate, where are you? I was going to say be careful uh, blindly Googling the Ding Dong Show. And uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what website you're going to end up on. That's, that's true. Um, that's true. But I am at Tate Frazier on Twitter. Uh, One Shining Podcast with Mark Titus. All the college basketball stuff is coming up, so please tune in. Uh, we're talking all about it, watching oh, yeah. it all. So uh, if you have any notes or any thoughts on that, uh, be sure to reach out. Tate, I have a note. You and Harry are going head-to-head tomorrow yes. or tonight by the time everyone listens to this. Uh, Syracuse at home for UNC. Mm-hmm. A great rivalry. All the New York boys used to come down south to play at North Carolina. We're going up to Syracuse to play. Should it's be fun. A great, it's been a great rivalry for three, three years now. <laughs> Since they switch conferences, I think the spread is six. I think UNC is favored by six on the road. Harry, you want to give a bonus pick? You don't trust you, your I don't, team. I don't trust them, but they need it. Yeah. We discussed, me and Tate were discussing earlier. They really need this. All right. Tate, you're confident? No, not at all. That's This is the perfect trap game. Carolina's won five in a row. They struggle against Bayheim zone in New York. Who, who, I, I would take Hughes. Well, who's, got, who's uh, Carolina got this weekend then, Tate? Uh, I can't even remember offhand. Harry, no, that's a personal question. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll figure we, out. We can why. almost figure out the fix if we knew. Harry likes to look ahead at schedules and everything. I think it's Miami. Home? Is it Miami? At Miami. Ooh, back to, boy, mm. at Syracuse, at Miami? Mm-hmm. It's rough. Yeah. A lot of traveling. There you go. Tate's right. No, no, no. it's uh, UNC's home. Is that what he said? UNC's home. UNC's home. Yeah. 20, oh. Tuesday the 27th. It seems like they don't have a weekend game. No, that, that that's next. That's uh, right. I don't, even, well, I don't even know what today's date is. Is that next Tuesday? Yeah, it's next Tuesday. Okay, and uh, there's no weekend game. Oh, All right, so well, we you... like Syracuse now, right? No, <laughs> no, we don't. When they, they'll 19 points in the first half, we don't like that. Mm. Uh, Ken, what are you gonna what are you gonna promote? Oh goodness, where do I even start? Harry again. He was such a great help on the ski trip, keeping all of my gear uh, <laughs> all right. in tip-top shape and the boot warmers. And, uh, training for uh, training for some uh, it really, you know, contests. I, I probably got two extra runs a day in just because he was on top of everything. It's great. I want to thank him. And, uh, I, you know, I want to uh, shout out for everybody playing the Parlay Kids intramural teams just to keep him on his toes. There you go. Yep. That's there right. There you go. Love it. But, but, but in all seriousness, Brother Bri posted a picture of you standing in snow in shorts it's amazing. Hol- holding something, but... Uh, uh, they're, that, called, that, that they're, called, they're called skis. They're holding skis, but <laughs> Ken, you were being nice. You guys didn't ski at all. You didn't ski at all, right? I mean, my insurance company doesn't like me to talk about what... You know, <laughs> what, what. <laughs> well, what were you doing, Harry? You didn't ski? What Ken, were you? What Ken, was... Ken and his niece dared me to go up to the very top in shorts. I was the only one there in shorts, and that was, uh, that was good enough for me. So you walked up... Look, and I, held skis? Look, I looked. <laughs> that was my first time really on a ski. He was scared on the ski gondola I was a, a little, little bit. A little little on the gondola, but you know what? Uh, I, I That's my first time. Next All time right. we do it again, maybe I'll try it. All right. All right. That's good enough. Maybe right. not. I'm at the Cousin Sal on Twitter. My best bet, uh, Oklahoma City plays Golden State again Saturday. Two weeks ago they got crushed by, I think, 20. Golden State did at home. 
Uh, I like them to rebound. The probably there were like ten minus ten in that game, probably about that or ten and a half come Saturday. Um, they went to Oracle, like I said, they won by twenty. I see them imposing their will these last 20, 25 games. Golden State, they play with pride, make a statement, and they win by twenty four. W's one twenty three, Thunder ninety nine. Next week, Wesley Morris, Sean Fennessy. We're going to talk uh, Oscar props and also a very special guest. Molly Bloom from Molly's Game. Lots, so much to ask her. Love that movie. Love it. It's up for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, I believe, for the Oscars. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. It's Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Email CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta, Ken and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Hey guys, here's something I believe in. Hair regrowth from Just For Men is an easy-to-use topical solution that's clinically proven to help regrow hair. Formulated with the number one dermatologist-recommended ingredient proven to regrow hair, 5% minoxidil, it works by reactivating hair follicles to stimulate regrowth, perfect for men with thinning hair. Plus, with a unique precision spray applicator, this is hair regrowth made easy. Simply spray in, sit back, and move on. Start winning over thinning. Look for hair regrowth in the shave aisle or visit jfmgrowhair.com and use promo code REGROWTH25 to get 25% off your purchase.